And welcome to another edition of our Lockdown Twins postcast. I'm the host of Lockdown Twins, Nash Walker, here with former host of Lockdown Twins, now writer at Access Twins, Brandon Warren. Twins beat the White Sox 2-1 at Target Field, Brandon, in the opener. Bailey Ober was fantastic. This was a crazy game. It was slow, boring slog, as we've seen with the Twins recently, but the late innings just insane there at the end. They stole this one, if I'm if I'm being perfectly honest, because I didn't think... I mean, look at how the bullpen lined up. Griffin Jacks throwing two innings, looking like the second coming of Matt Whistler, and Tyler Duffy throwing a clean inning with a couple of punch outs. And then Emilio Pagan made it interesting in the ninth. But we've had some closers in the history of this team that have made the ninth inning look good, look interesting before. Uh, Latroy Hawkins, well before your time. Eddie Guardado after that. So it was an entertaining game. I certainly was thinking that uh, Kendall Graveman was going to shut him down, and Aaron Bummer, man. That's a, that's still a really strong bullpen, but hey, hats off, hats literally off to this offense tonight for uh, not cashing it in. I mean, I was gonna say Ryan Jeffers right now. The only thing that's saving him from being the biggest disappointment on this offense is probably Miguel Sano, and he went out and he hit a double, came around to score. I mean, hey, a lot of credit to these guys tonight. This Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Lockdown Twins listeners, get $50 off 500. Use code LOCKEDON at checkout. Brandon, this game started with another great start from a Twins pitcher. Bailey Ober was really good. Andrew Vaughn got him. Vaughn's been hot to start the year. Left a fastball down, I think, which is weird to say in this day and age. But he left a fastball down. Andrew Vaughn right. um, He departs this game down one nothing. I thought he was fantastic. No, no question about it. Uh, I, I, I almost tweeted it, and it actually would have been right before the Vaughn home run, that Bailey Ober might be that dude. And honestly, I mean, you can't say enough. I saw a friend of ours with, uh, I think, Eno Saris had the stuff metrics for Chris Archer. Chris Paddock's looked good. They might be in a spot where they will have six guys who are all pitching quite well when the time comes to make a decision with this rotation, but Bailey Ober kept it chugging along, got up to 79 pitches. So they're still kind of in that ether where they're limiting his pitch count a little bit. Granted, we have what happened last year with him in addition to where guys are at after a limited spring training. But, um, you know, he worked himself into a little trouble, worked out of it. He looked great, man. I mean, he went toe to toe with Michael Kopech and did not look worse for the wear. I mean, Kopech's nasty. And we talked about that yesterday. But, um, you know, again, hats off to Bailey Ober. He's He's been impressive for what I think you and I might have expected out of him a year ago today. Twins were 4-8 and eight when we sat here Wednesday, and nothing's really changed offensively. Like, they still have not hit. They've scored three runs in two days, but they've won both those games, the finale in Kansas City and then here tonight. They flipped it around. They're 6-8. and eight. They're now in control of this series. I think even though it's two games – you feel a little bit better knowing they're weathering this storm of the offense. But I think people are – the biggest question here, Brandon, is is this offense going to hit? And, and when they do, when they do, what's right. that going to look like? Well, and they're only a half game behind the White Sox. I mean, I don't check standings in any form or fashion until June or at least mid-May uh, with any sort of thought process. But you you have to look at the head-to-head, and I'm looking at the ESPN page here, so I see the records. Uh, you know – just you have to be impressed with the last two days winning games. They had, you would think no business winning, especially with how the pitching pitched last season. And I did call up some numbers here in twins history through the first 14 games of a season, 
The Twins' 43 runs are the fifth fewest. Wow. 2011, 2016, 1976, bad, bad. and 1981. So I'm pretty sure the 81 team was all the rookies, like Ken Herbeck, yep. Tom Bernanski. Uh, we remember 2011 was horrible. 2016, yep. again, not very good. Ever, so yeah. the pitching, I mean, they're hitting 201 as a team on base 289, 327 slugging. That's not going to cut it, but the pitching's keeping them in it. Who would have ever thought we'd say that 14 games in? No one's writing home about six and eight. Right. There is a, there's a real victory tonight, and there's a moral victory tonight, knowing that you took game one of this series when, for much of the night, as you said, it felt like they were going to lose this game. Right. Put it in, let's put it into perspective here. It's one game, but how can the Twins use tonight and yesterday to keep rolling and find ways to win this series and move on and, and beat Detroit and just kind of get on a little roll here? Well, I think the most important thing to think is that they won the game started by Kopech. They knew the game against Giolito was going to be hard. You hope you come out and show out against Vince Velasquez on national TV, but uh, so to go out and take the first one is is obviously obviously a big deal. And I did talk to, you know, to go back to the offense for a second, I looked it up and they are seeing the the most pitches per plate appearance. Now let's back up to when we talked about the Twins seeing very few first pitch strikes. That means that they're getting into advantageous counts and not finishing, not executing. To me, that indicates, because we talked about the difference between a 1-2 and a 2-1 count in terms of numbers after, this offense has to be on the cusp of something. It may not be huge. It may not be nine runs a night, but I really do believe that they're ready to break out soon. And why not against Vince Velasquez, who is, let's just be honest, not particularly good. Let's break down these last two innings, the eighth and ninth. Carlos Correa rips one to short. Tim Anderson looked like he might make the play, and then he wouldn't, and then made an errant throw. He's had a rough couple of days, certainly, at short. And then they kicked the ball around. This is kind of, I don't want to say, but vintage White Sox in some ways. We've seen yeah. them probably target field and boot, boot the ball around. And then Ryan Jeffers with that double. He then blocks a pitch in the ninth. That was a big pitch there. Full count, bases loaded. Brandon Pagans, I think, at 35 pitches at that point. And he just paints paints the inside corner. What what would have happened? Let's play <laughs> retrospect. What would have happened had he walked in there? Is is Rocco then like warming Duran and going to Duran on a back to back? Like that would have been a disaster. And Tim Anderson's coming to the plate with the bases loaded. Yeah, I mean, I think you you let Pagan pitch into that situation. You let him pitch out of it, and so because he's not a rookie, he's a guy who's been in this hot water before, but. There's so many narratives that would have played. You've got Tim Anderson revenge from the error, the bad throw. You have turning over the order when you absolutely don't want to do that. And, and Berger did not look good in that plate appearance. No. And you've got a tie game besides for an offense that has not shown the ability to score runs outside of just the previous inning. You just, I don't want to imagine what kind of tizzy it would have thrown Twins t- Twitter into, which, uh, I mean, I'm not going gray yet, but it, Twins Twitter is getting me there. <laughs> so Rocco made a couple decisions I thought were questionable here. Maybe yep. Pagan in the ninth, but we've talked about Pagan is their guy, I think, for the ninth inning. Mm-hmm. But you had tweeted, and I noticed this as well as it was happening. He decided he didn't want Trevor Larnick to see Aaron Bummer. He would rather have Kyle Garlick see Kendall Graveman. And I yeah. think the response to that was you would have <laughs> preferred the the other option there. Yeah, it's hard because you have to play not the long game, but you have to keep subsequent innings in play. And like I had that back and forth with Lavelle Neal about Duran throwing earlier to line up with that part of the lineup. Um, 
you have to be able to look ahead in a game. And to me, Larnick facing Bummer. I mean, you can argue whether or not you want Garlic to face Graveman. Neither of those are great matchups. But if it comes around in the ninth and you're facing Hendricks, you definitely don't want Garlic over Larnick. So it's not egregious, but I just, I didn't like it. And then too, I thought maybe they'd burn Garlic just to stand there and then put Buxton in. Then they walk Buxton. He's got a bad wheel. There's a lot of wheels in motion that I just didn't think wouldn't work. And they could have burnt three guys for one position, one spot. Um, it's just not what, what I would have done, but it wasn't egregious. Kendall Grayman pitches, Aaron Bummer pitches, Liam Hendricks dry hump. So in a lot of ways, feels good for the Twins early on in that in that area. Let's look ahead to tomorrow. Dylan Bundy, FS1, right? FS1 yep. National TV. Yep. Vince Velasquez. Vince Velasquez in the first inning of that Tampa game was was truly awful. Just could not find the play. Tampa busted that game open. Sox never got back. You're looking for a first or second inning like that for the Twins tomorrow, I think. Yeah, something like that, or even better, something like what Cleveland did to Dallas Keuchel a couple days ago. Um, when the Twins score early, they fare better. I mean, that's not exactly earth-shattering news for any team, but their scoring, their run differential in the first inning versus the late innings is so much different. So um, this was a rare time when the Twins have actually scored runs late and it held up. Um, no better time than to jump all over Velasquez, who... I mean, I still like the arm, but just like Ronaldo Lopez, I think it's a short inning profile, a guy who you just ramp up 97 miles an hour and hope that they can throw strikes. And so they need to jump all over him tomorrow and get him out in the third inning. Twins open is minus 130 favorites. If you like that line, go to betonline.net. Thank you, BetOnline, for your constant support of Lockdown Twins and our Lockdown Twins postcasts. Brandon, the Sox, their offense has been just as bad as the Twins, and they're losing those games so you do have to wonder when this when push comes to shove at the end did the twins weather the storm better than the Sox? it's still really early but what if what do you think of the Sox after game one yeah and you look at this lineup and with guys not healthy whether it's robert i mean jimenez isn't playing out in the field which may or not be a situation moving forward he might just be a dh yeah. but th- their lineup is not as impressive for the team that everybody expects to run away with the division it just isn't and yeah, that, that there was actually an interesting concept. I think James Fegan and Dan Hayes had an angst off trying to decide which twins fan base, both, both great writers for the athletic, yeah. which, which guy or which team's fan base had more angst. And, uh, and I also think too, I think Tony LaRusso is trying to prove a point about Lurie Garcia batting yeah. third yesterday, second today. Um, Cause he came up in a big spot one yep. inning and it was the third out. He struck out three times in a row. Yep. It kind of feels like Tibbs, you know, Tom Thibodeau, who would rather lose with his guys than win with someone else telling them what to do. So I don't know. I don't think the seeds of distrust are planted quite yet with the White Sox, but these fans are not happy. Two games, two days, two ninth inning anxiety fests here, but two twins wins. Brandon, twins win. Thank you so much for watching today. Please like and subscribe at Locked On Sports Minnesota. We'll be back tomorrow. Brandon, we'll see you then. Sounds great. Thanks.